Welcome to the Disney Parks Podcast with your hosts, Tony Castlenova from DisneyByTheNumbers.com and Parkhopper John from WDWParkhoppers.com. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times and get ready for the Disney Parks Podcast. All right. That was fun and interesting. Or not. Uh, <laughs> all right. So let's talk about uh, fun or interesting. What did you do uh, for Christmas or and or New Year's uh, Eve? Basically, uh, got to see the family for... I've had some of uh, my girlfriend's family mm. that moved into Florida during the pandemic. Right. But uh, it's been nice to have them here because it's... You know, we've been able to visit them, and right. that's right. a little bit of normalcy. And then got to see my mother over uh, New Year's, and that was that's nice. good. Yeah, yeah. And your mom lives down south Miami, where it's kind of crazy. Or yeah, um, definitely. Like we were more worried about her at the beginning, and and all yeah. that. Yeah, I think they've calmed down a little bit, but it's still yeah, a little worse. I mean, than, she's she's yeah. going to work every day, and you know a you lot. gotta you gotta you gotta just continue on, right? Yeah, do what you gotta do. Uh, Christmas day. Yeah. Christmas day. I went to, uh, John's house and, uh, we tried to assemble the seven fishes. Uh, I think oh, we got, man. yeah, I think we That's got pretty I'm close. Indoctrinated into. <laughs> I think we got pretty close. We got pretty close. Uh, so that was good. So I, you know, thank them for uh, inviting us uh, to do that. And then New Year's Eve, you know, we normally go out for dinner and, uh, by the sheer luck of, I don't know what, uh, the Disney gods shining down on us. I got a reservation at California Grill. Now, normally, I'd go, uh-oh, because it's usually a price-fix-plated event, you know, uh, it, somewhere around the $650 mark is what they normally charge for California Grill on New Year's Eve. How much? So this $600. year... No, uh, no, it was not six hundred fifty dollars <laughs> this year. Uh, it was a regular. It was a regular menu. They had a price fixed. Uh, you know, like three course meal. I guess it was uh, for a buck and a quarter if you wanted to do that. But it was cheaper to just order a la carte, even with like ordering sushi, even ordering an appetizer, entree, and a dessert. It was still uh, cheaper than the buck and a quarter. Uh, they had, did have some interesting things on that uh, uh, New Year's Eve menu, like uh, they had a wagyu filet mignon. Wow. Mm-mm. Yeah, My only problem was it it was a domestic wagyu, which I don't buy into. <laughs> if you're gonna get wagyu, it belongs from yeah, Japan, not from Zellwood Farms in Florida. Uh, it's not the same thing, in my opinion. But it, listen, if you're a foodie, you want to come on and tell me I'm wrong, please contact us. Anyway. Uh, so it was really nice. Uh, you know, we told the manager, I said, you know, we much prefer, you know, that, I mean, that's where my go-to Thanksgiving normally is. That's where my, I normally go for Thanksgiving this year. This year I did not. Uh, but, uh, you know, the manager came over and he's like, oh yeah, I can, I know you guys, you know, well, you, Mr. Castlenova, usually come here for the holidays. But, you know, it, it's, the thing is... You know, we said to him, listen, just do it this way. And he's like, well, it's a lot easier for us. You know, it's not as complicated and as hard. So I said, well, well, there's your answer then, right? You know, as long as you can make revenue and it's easier for you guys, well, you know, 
I said, listen, tell me who I have to call. I'll call. I'll write. Yeah, I'll email. Definitely. You know, whatever. So uh, without fireworks, it was a little. Yeah, not the same experience, but. Yeah, it was a little considering exciting <laughs> Considering all things considered, I think it was yeah. pretty cool to see you up there. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, it was nice to be up there. I hadn't been up there in a, a little bit uh, in a long time. So it was nice to get up there and, uh, you know, see things uh, operational. And I, some people switched roles a little bit. You know, normally this guy James is downstairs. He was upstairs. So I think, you know, with their limited resources, they're just trying to uh, move people around. Our server was great. Uh, he took great care of us. You know, he was on point, uh, you know, with the California, you know, Disney experience. So it was uh, it was good. We enjoyed it. I'm uh, throwing Tony under good. the bus, but you can't go to a restaurant in Disney without 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 Tony being on a first name basis. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know Michael, the area manager, uh, uh, who's been up there for a bazillion years. Uh, this this uh, assistant manager uh, or manager, I think it's manager Scott. He was uh, new to California Grill, which that that's fine. I, you know, yeah, just somebody else I have to break in, uh, but that's fine. Um, you know, but it was even funny when I I had valet parked and, uh, you know, the guy is like, this is probably going to be my easiest New Year's Eve ever at a Disney resort. I said, oh yeah. (laughs) I said, this will be very easy because the parks closed at seven. So there was nobody parking there and they're trying to get into a park. There was no event. So it wasn't like, you know, everybody trying to get in and get out all at the same time. So... I said, yeah, you're going to, you know, go get a cup of coffee and relax. It, you know, this is going to go easy for you. So, uh, anything else? Uh, just uh, hoping 2021 is better for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear you. All right, kids, let's get into uh, the news. And now, Disney Parks Podcast News. All right. Uh, Let us start with this. It is 2021. There are a lot of moving parts and pieces to a vacation. And we're going to give you five reasons why you should use our friend's destination to travel to book your next trip. Number five, peace of mind. Let somebody else do the work. Pick up a phone, send them a form. This is what I want my vacation to look like. Goodbye. Thank you. Go make that happen and come back when it's done. There is no additional cost. They don't charge you anything for doing all the work. The book the reservation, the airfare, the hotel, the transfers to the from the airport if you don't want to take a, a magical dispressed. Uh, you know, whatever you need. You know, in your travel needs, they will do all that for you with no additional cost. Unless it's something that they say, well, that is extra. Okay. Of course. Uh, all of these people have been there and done that, and they go back and do it more. So their knowledge and their experience is something that you want to lean on. You know, they are earmarked, so that means they have to go through some extra hoops. Advocate for you. If something goes wrong, and they will during a pandemic travel, there's something that will maybe not be the best. 
they will take care of that for you. You have one phone call to make, and that's to your friends at Destination to Travel, and they will straighten that out for you. And then having somebody to do all the, you know, the trip changes and, you know, I need to go here. I need to go here. I want to add this on all those things. Let them do it. Go visit, go fill out a non, a a quote form, no charge to you, no cost. Go to www.disneyparkspodcast.com forward slash D to travel. There are some specials going on. We're going to talk about some Florida specials that are coming up, but uh, I would tell you. It's painless. It's painless. All right, Raphael. All right, so on to the news. So we've got an interesting uh, first topic of the day because we have robocarts that have arrived at Walt Disney World golf courses. Walt Disney World Golf is continually looking for ways to enhance the golf experience, and their latest innovation is already turning heads up and down the fairways around Walt Disney World Resort. If you've ever walked around an 18-hole golf course carrying golf clubs as we have. (laughs) No, you haven't, Tony? I have. And it's a pain. Uh, But it's fun with your golf cart. But, you know, you've you've got your push carts and things of that nature. But it can all get exhausting, especially in the Florida hot sun. So Disney Golf aims to ease that hardship with the RoboCart. A small robotic golf cart that uses GPS and Bluetooth technology to transport your clubs safely around the course. It's it's pretty simple. I mean, you just clip on the cart's small little transmitter onto your onto your waist, and you load your golf bag on it, and the autonomous little cart just drives around, uh, and it basically goes pretty slow. It has a top speed of seven miles an hour, but you know when you stop, it stops. It's uh, your friendly companion, you know, and uh, you have to be a little careful when you're walking around narrow bridges and stuff. But so far, nothing has uh, resulted in any incident or anything. <laughs> We'll let you know if somebody gets run over. They by should have made them robots. look like uh, Wallies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the RoboCarts are actually designed by Club Car. So those are the famous brand of uh, golf cart vehicles. Um, so it's equipped with all the amenities that you would expect. It's got a little beverage cooler. Uh, it's got a cup holder. It's got a sand bottle if you need to fix one of your divots. And even a USB port so you can charge your smartphone, which is, come on, we can't leave without those. Um and yeah, the front of the cart even has a color GPS screen that gives you all the standard yardage information that you're looking for for your next hole <laughs> um, that you typically get on like the full-sized uh, golf carts. Uh, Walt Disney World is one of the few places um, in the Florida area where you'll find these robotic carts already in use. They are a deal for Disney's Oak Trail Golf Course, the nine-hole walking course that is primarily uh, marketed towards families and younger golfers. However, they're also available if you want to walk the 18-hole Magnolia and Palm Championship courses. Uh, what's cool is that you would expect this to come at a crazy fee, but it's really only just ten dollars. Uh, I don't see that staying at that price, but right, right. now that's a that's a pretty good bargain. Yeah. Um, they're only available at the Palm Magnolia and Oak Trail courses as of now. Right. Um, you can check out the Disney Golf website for to learn more, of course. So the question is, what is a golf cart rental cost? I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't know, know that answer, to compare yeah. the two. Yeah. I've never actually done the golf course at Disney. I wanted to do it this year, but things have changed. Yeah. Um, I but wanted I to try the, uh, I this... the foot golf. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. But I, 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 I imagine this is probably like $40 cheaper than the golf cart, if I had to guess. Yeah, I would hope so. I'd hope so. Uh, if you don't live in Orlando... Um, and then you have not had the experience quite yet. Uh, Disney Springs Gideon Bakehouse 
officially opened and then closed. Uh, so they had a soft opening for, I don't know, what was it, three, four days? I know, tops. right? It just seems like it just yeah. opened. And uh, it, it blew up the internet. There was a four-hour wait uh, the opening day. Now, <laughs> listen to me when I tell you I love cookies. But I'm not waiting four hours ever for a cookie. It's just not going to happen. It's not ever. I'm telling you right now. Uh, but uh, what we found out is, uh, according to uh, their Instagram, and you really should follow their uh, Instagram account. Uh, go search for Gideon's Bakehouse, obviously. They have two loca- locations, East End Market and now Disney Springs. But that's where they post their limited edition cookies when they're available, the evening cookie when that is available, what that is, and then uh, their hours. Now, uh, East End Market is more limited in the hours. They're usually out of cookies by noon, but they can't do that at Disney Springs. So this will be open, I think, from like 10 in the morning, whatever the Disney Springs hours are, from 10 to 9, 10 to 10, whatever it is. Uh, and they are guaranteed to have some sort of cookie There'll be uh, limited edition cookies. Those may go quickly. And then the regular uh, cookies that you can get. Uh, I think I, I think the soft opening was definitely a trial by fire. You know, they, yeah. they must have realized, oh, this is Walt Disney World. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got I, I, yeah. I think they were kicking the tires a little bit. Uh, the team of Gideons will post further updates regarding the reopening of the flagship Disney Springs location via their Instagram account. So if you want the details, like I said, go follow them. Uh, effective this past Saturday, so today's Monday, that was two days ago, uh, Gideons Bakehouse at Disney Springs will be temporarily closed. Keep your eyes out uh, for their news, uh, or you can visit their East End Market uh, if you absolutely have to have a uh, Gideons uh, cookie. Hey, you went, huh? You went right. You no, went I still haven't gone. Oh, oh, I thought yeah. you went. I know the uh, Donahue's went, and I think they waited three some hours uh, for. A yeah, that that. I mean, I had gone a little bit earlier to do some uh, shopping. Yeah. Uh, at Disney Springs, and I saw the crowds, and I'm like, I'm not going to get in yet. Yeah, but it'll it, it, be something the, I do. Some yeah, I think the opening that. day they didn't have a virtual queue, but. Uh, I think Disney gave them then access to their systems and gave them a virtual queue because they needed that. Yeah, I you know, and here's the, the story thing. is super cool. Yeah, it, it uh, somebody compared it to uh, what's the Harry Potter wand picking store? Oleander. Oh, Oleander's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much. I mean, I I felt that's what it that's what it immediately reminded me of was uh, the Wizarding World because yeah. it's very like. Magical, you know, almost haunted or magical looking, and then very dark theme. But mm-hmm. it it kind of yeah. just has a cool vibe. Yeah. So yeah. I, I I think it has staying power. Yeah. And uh, here's the thing: there's no place to eat your cookie once you waited four hours to get yeah, it. Yeah, that's the only. You have to get your cookie and get the hell out because there are no tables. So hopefully they'll get that feedback or and maybe put something. I don't know. I don't think it was designed that way, to be honest. But yeah. I guess they wanted you to be walking around. Because a lot of times these things sell you by seeing them. So like kind of yeah. like the, the pink boxes at, at Universal uh, right. from Voodoo. From Voodoo Donut. Yeah. So like here, you know, you're going to see these people with this pound cookie walking around Disney right. Springs and, hey, where'd you get that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess you could buy the cookie and then if you're going to eat at one of the restaurants, say, no, thanks. I bought my own dessert. I don't <laughs> I don't know how Paddlefish or Wolfgang yeah, yeah. feel about that. 
Yeah. Uh, but if you've waited four hours and need a place to eat your cookie, maybe you want to just go grab a, a table at one of those restaurants. And, no, thanks. I brought my own dessert. Thank you. You can thank Gideon's. <laughs> so, all right, go ahead. So this is probably the news that a lot of us have been looking forward to. Uh, if you're a pass holder or even just buying a pass, you've been wanting to go from park to park. And that was something not available to us during COVID. But as the phase reopening of Walt Disney World continues, another exciting milestone has has come. And now we have the return of a sort of park hopper option. Right. So how it works. Uh, starting January 1st, 2021, guests who purchase a ticket or annual pass with the park hopper benefits will be able to visit more than one park per day with some new modifications as part of the ongoing focus on health and safety. These modifications are designed to help continue managing the attendance in a way that fosters physical distancing. So it's still not completely free to going in. I'm going to get into that much you know, right now. We will set specific park hopper hours during which this option will be available. Park hopper hours will start at 2 p.m. each day and end at the park's scheduled close time. So it's only after 2 p.m. that you can actually jump to these other parks. Right. Guests are now able to check the park hours calendar and soon will be able to check the My Disney Experience app for the most up-to-date park hopper, park hopper hours as they could start earlier at a later date depending on the day and the park. So yeah, it's going to be a very fluid situation and they're going to subject to change. So definitely check the app. I think they have a hotline number to call and there's all these things that they're doing because this is going to be fluid. With the updated park hopper experience, guests must make a Disney park pass reservation for the first park they plan to visit and enter the first park prior to visiting another. At this time, a park reservation is not required after the first park. However, reservation requirements are subject to change. So the reason why that's subject to change is because, yeah, if they if they have too much attendance, you know, on the other park, they can probably just, you know, tell you that hey, it's busy, you know. Yeah, and you can't, uh, you know, if you make a Magic Kingdom and an Epcot, and then you want to flip them, um, I don't think they're going to allow you to do that. So I, I think that's you. the other thing too. Dining reservations do not guarantee access to a park and park hopper availability changes daily. We recommend guests make dining reservations, dining reservations at the park where they have a Disney park pass reservation. So don't necessarily make that dining reservation for your park hopping destination because uh, even though you have that reservation, you're not guaranteed uh, to, to be able to visit that restaurant. Um, Guests can make dining reservations or add their party to the walk-up list at select table service restaurants via the My Disney Experience app after they've entered the second park. Um, so That's it's weird. definitely good to have it back. Um, it's going to help Disney for sure because like parks like Epcot live off of the park hopping. Yeah. And I think, I think that's why we're seeing it now is because we're going to get a new ride hopefully soon in Ratatouille. And then of course the fireworks show when it's harmonious mm-hmm. yep. and, and now with the festival coming back. So Epcot's going to, Epcot needs that after four crowd. Right. Right. All right. Tell them about the bugaboo. The bugaboo? The Star Wars. Oh. <laughs> the Star Wars dilemma. Yes. If you're visiting This is Disney the most Hollywood. important part of this whole message. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We left the we left the cliffhanger and I was gonna leave it as a cliffhanger. Uh Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, you would want to ride that ride, right? Isn't that the reason to park hop nowadays? But if you are visiting Disney's Hollywood Studios after visiting the first park, you will not be able to join the virtual queue for Star Wars Rise of the Resistance making everyone sad. (laughs) Only guests with a Disney Park Pass reservation for Disney's Hollywood Studios will be able to experience Star Wars The Rise of the Resistance. That's pretty obvious why. It's because that ride 
having probably more problems than the new year than yeah than anything so yeah. When park hopper hours become available on January 1st, 2021, guests visiting from another theme park will not be able to request to join the virtual queue. So we encourage these guests to explore other areas of the park, including Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, where they may experience the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, amongst other offerings. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if it's a must-do, have-to on your family list, you're going to have to go there first and then Correct. park hop to something else afterwards. So that's the bottom line for that. Yeah, all the people trying to sneak in Galaxy's Edge Mm. Uh, the resistance there on a park hop that's just not gonna happen for now no uh if you are a florida resident uh there is a bunch of uh ticket deals for you right now uh so starting january 4th which is today florida residents can purchase specially priced uh what they're calling now a discovery disney ticket Uh, now we know why so many people have moved to florida for this ticket exactly uh, with this amazing offer, you will be able to purchase a four-day uh, Discover Disney ticket for $50 per day plus tax, a total price of $199 plus tax, or you could choose from other specialty-priced tickets. Uh, Discovery tickets are valid for admission to one theme park per day. Park reservations via the Disney Parks system is required. You can also choose a Discovery Disney ticket that includes the park hopping option now. So, if you're looking for a two-day ticket, that's uh, will come to $75 per day or $149 uh, per ticket. And those tickets are valid from January 4th through March 11th, 2021. And there are some blackout dates. Uh, so be careful of that. Then for the three-day ticket, it goes down to $60 per day. That's $179 per ticket. And that's valid from January 4th through June uh, 18th. And that also has some blackout dates. Then there's the four-day ticket, which comes to only $50 a day. I mean, that's a steal. Yeah, yeah, that's... I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, this past, they, they they used to do it, like, what was it, four for 129 or four? Yeah. But, you know, time yeah. changed. But yeah. this is still a great offer, and definitely yeah. now during the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, so it's $50 per day. It's a total of $199 per ticket. That ticket uh, is valid from either January th- uh, 4th through June 18th and has even more blackout dates than the others. Now, the rumor I heard, according to our friends at Destination Travel, is you may not be able to get into the park October 1st for the anniversary unless you have a day ticket, not an annual pass. Now, I would tell you, go buy one of these now and hold on to it, but they are, will not be useful after June. Of course, of course. This is not 50 Yeah, so this is not the ticket to buy and hold on to and wait until October 1st rolls around. So hopefully uh, they will come up with something, uh, you know, I think some sort of thing is going to happen for that day because, I mean, with social distancing and everything else, we'll have to see how the vaccine rollout goes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to see. So that's good for uh, Florida residents. Uh, Let's talk about Patreon. Uh, Patreon is great. Patreon.com forward slash Disney Parks Podcast is where you come visit us. We do three. <laughs> Three extra shows uh, just for our patrons. You have our Extra Magic Hour, our Extra Extra Magic Hour, and our Disney Plus 
podcast show. Uh, there is a new level. It's the $35 level. So you get all of the great shows plus some extra benefits and you'll join. I don't have one on, uh, this week, but you'll be, uh, uh, get a free, uh, Disney by the numbers t-shirt, uh, each month. Yeah. Which just gets tossed in a box box and gets sent to your house. It's all for, uh, uh, that one price. Uh, also, now you can sign up and pay annually, so you don't have to worry about paying it monthly. If you do that, we'll give you a 10% discount. So you're saving 10% over your total uh, you know, monthly costs. That's awesome. Uh, if you sign up uh, between now and, uh, you know, I think we extended this recently. Uh, but if you sign up now at the $10 level or above, we'll send you a free uh, imported Pixar hat. So uh, we have a couple of those left. So we're trying to get rid of those uh, to our Patreon friends. So uh, go check us out at uh, patreon.com forward slash Disney uh, Parks Podcast. All right. Before we went on break, we had a trivia question. And the trivia question was, what magical mystical forest creature did Merida follow through the woods in the movie Brave? The correct answer was the Willow of the Wisps. Uh, And Leah is this week's winner. Uh, Hopefully tomorrow, Leah, that will go in the mail to you. Uh, We'll send that out to you now that we have your address. So, Raphael, this week's trivia question, and don't tell us the answer. If you think you know it, <laughs> what Disney princess had the least, least number of lines throughout their entire film? The wow, least amount cool. of lines. If you think you know the answer, send it to Disney Parks Podcast at gmail.com and hopefully uh, with the correct answer. And we will send you something in the mail. Next week's trivia question will be, which Disney princess was a blabbermouth? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, So the next list on our, I mean, item on our list is the the Epcot monorail, you know, remains unavailable, even though park hopping hopping has resumed, which is kind of sad. I mean, you would think that as park hopping resumed that you would get the Epcot transportation line open again, but Mm. I'm sure it's a crowd issue, you know, still not the numbers that they want to hit. But park hopping is set to return to Walt Disney World, prompting guests to re-examine transportation options. But one popular method of travel will remain unavailable. Despite the Walt Disney World theme parks reopening in July of 2020, the iconic monorail has yet to transport guests to and from Epcot. When Disney announced that park hopping benefits would resume on January 1st, 2021, there was some hope that the monorail would fully return to service. Those hopes have now been dashed as the Epcot monorail still has no projected opening date. I thought for sure they would open it, but just because they've they've redone the entrance, so it would be another good announcement about the entrance being reopened. Right. Things. Right. Hasn't come to fruition. Buses, boats, and the Skyliner are currently running throughout Walt Disney World, and the monorail currently connects the Magic Kingdom to the Transportation and Ticket Center, Disney's Contemporary Resort, and Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. Eligible guests can utilize any of these transportation options to move between the theme parks beginning January 1st. In order to park hop, guests must first make a reservation, as we explained, uh, a reservation using the Disney Parks Pass system and enter that des- uh, designated park. Beginning at 2 p.m. daily, guests with park hopping privileges can then go to the second park. And at this time, no additional reservations are required to park hop. An eligible annual pass or Magic Your Way ticket allows you to park hop 
Um, and park hopping hours and guidelines are subject to change, as we've stated. Guests are encouraged to re- reference the My Disney Experience app and website for details on park hopping, start time, and availability. Right, right. Yeah, it's just, in th- I mean, they have the monorail open, um, you know, for resort guests around the, the resort area of uh, Magic Kingdom. But why they didn't open up the Epcot one is kind of weird. Um, so I mean, love to see Epcot was having, at the beginning of the pandemic. Epcot was definitely one of the the more the least visited parks, mm-hmm. uh, at least for its size, you know, and for its popularity. But um, I think now it's picking up, and I have to believe that by the time they open up Remy and all that stuff, uh, you know, at the Tui, yeah. that they will resume. Yeah, and the other thing too was I know that they were power washing the beam, and that's may, for sure. So it's it, a lot easier yeah. to just. It may not be possible to power wash it and run a monorail at the same time. You know, water and electricity don't necessarily mix that well. I mean, they would squeeze that in there, but I guess overnight and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, uh, now it's, it's a lot easier when everything's shut down for sure. Yeah, I'm sure OSHA would tell you it's better to do it in daylight, <laughs> less touching the electrical beam. By accident. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway, a fan crowd. Tony favorite. uh, The electrical water pageant is back at it. It was so weird to go. Why was it closed? It's way more than six feet away from me. (laughs) Anyway, I think it was for the uh, different. I think there's a, a. a person on each of the barges, uh, obviously driving, and maybe they felt that it was not really six feet away for some of them. I'm surprised they haven't made those automated, like, uh, you know, like, duh, yeah. yeah, well, um, the show at the Animal Kingdom, those floats, uh, not what you see now in the little cavalcade thing, but the things for the show show were automated by gps exactly that's so, what i'm saying i was wondering why they haven't done not that. that it's not possible it's possible anyway i uh, guess at disney's uh vacation clubs or the resorts or wherever you can get a glimpse <laughs> of these things uh know that bay lake and seven seas lagoon will have the electrical water pageant uh, as of the week of December 20th, the Electrical Water Pageant has resumed its nightly performances at Walt Disney World, uh, World Waterways beginning at 8.45 p.m. The floating displays are visible from the Magic Kingdom area resorts, which include Bay Lake Tower, Contemporary Resort, Boulder Ridge, Copper Creek, uh, Wilderness Lodge, Disney's Polly, uh, and the villas over at the Grand Flow. And the schedule is as of this. So the show starts at the Polynesian at 8.45 p.m., then heads to the Grand Flow by 9 p.m., Wilderness Lodge by 9.30 p.m., Fort Wildey by 9.40, and then back to Contemporary Bay Lake Tower around 10 p.m. So that's it. All 14 floats have been entertaining Walt Disney World since 1971. That's incredible. And the full show runs for about 20 minutes uh, each resort. Uh, it's, you know, all set to lights with music. And uh, it is cool. I will tell you this. If the fireworks cruises come back, and when they do come back, take one. Not during the summer. That's a bad time. When it's not hot. Take the fireworks cruise because then they also go near this uh, 
and we were parked, I would say, six feet from this thing. I'm going to tell you, it, it was loud. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, they, I think they said they're like 700-watt speakers uh, on each barge. So, uh, yeah, I will tell you, they're loud. And that's why you can hear it from your room <laughs> at night. But uh, it, it's very cool. I would tell you, go no, check it I, I love that show. I mean, when I finally went to uh, the hotels at first after the pandemic, uh, it was just, I was at Wilderness Lodge. And, I, you know, my first thought was, is this thing going to float on by? But, of course, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, this is, I mean, for, for all of us that have been visiting Walt Disney World, it's a stable that, it's like one of those things that you kind of just think, oh, I, it's not like what you go to the, the, the you know, the park for, but once it's there, you're, you just feel magical again. Yeah. 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 So now for some bad news, sadly, uh, more adventures by Disney departures have been suspended because COVID adventures by Disney has made the decision to suspend most of their adventures through the end of March, which March is now becoming the timeline for mm. vaccinations to kind of roll out to the masses. Right. Additionally, the following Disneyland resort and Southern California adventure short escape departures have also been suspended. Mm. The Disneyland resort and Southern California short escape, from 4 8 21 and 4 15 21 and the disneyland resort and southern california adventure uh that was supposed to be 4 4 21 no this does not impact guests booked on march 15th and march 24th arizona and utah adventures or march 27th costa rica adventure hmm. so i mean i mean i've i've heard some people saying that this is now not just i mean they're expecting it not to be yeah. as much of a pandemic but more of an endemic where you're gonna have right. hot spots like like the California kind of seems to be right now. Yeah. So I think this is going to all be subject to change as always. Yeah. If you book your Adventures by Disney vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel, the official sponsor of the DS, you can receive an exclusive early booking discount based on the price of your adventure at the time of booking. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I would definitely, you know, if you're going to take a cruise or Adventure by Disney or any of those kind of bookings, I would get a travel agent for right now. You know, because they're going to have all the most up-to-date information, uh, and you don't want to be, you know... Yeah, you to, don't want to be dealing with the headaches right now. Yeah, to be trying to figure out. headaches. Yeah. All right, uh, the new Super Zoom Magic Shot is now available at Animal Kingdom. I like the one at the Magic Kingdom. I think that's pretty good. That's I don't cool. think they have one at Epcot yet, or the studios, uh, if I'm not mistaken, but... I like these uh, super zoom and likewise, I, I I had done it. I was asking the cast member about it, and they were saying this is a a technology from NASA. Yeah, I <laughs> okay. gotta read the license plate somehow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so these shots are offered at uh, the Walt Disney World. Uh, they are actually two separate images that are both captured from a unique angle, and are provided to guests in a creative video. Uh, that provides for sharing on your social media channel. So one is far away, and then one is really up close, and then they put them they put them together. Uh, currently, you can have these special photos at the Magic Kingdom uh, near the fountain uh, in front of the Plaza Restaurant, and now at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Oh, inside Galaxy's Edge. That's a good one. Yep. Forgot about that. And now Disney just announced a brand new opportunity at Disney's Animal Kingdom. This one will capture the Himalayan peaks of Expedition Everest in the background. 
you can find the PhotoPass photographer near the base camp of Everest daily from 10 a.m. until sundown. Weather That's going to be permitting. very, very fun. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be uh, fun and interesting as well. Yeah. I like so, those. Uh, I like when they do the special, uh, you know, photo pass uh, things. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, definitely it, it adds a little bit of character to the static things that mm. you normally see at Disney. So, right. it, you know, it's cool. And of course, social media is everything these days. So, yeah, being able to exactly. share those cool, cool, different things about your vacation that that yeah. makes your vacation worth it. Right. So Zootopia, which is rumored to come to Animal Kingdom at some point in this decade, uh, Zootopia attraction construction has topped out at Shanghai Disneyland. Shanghai Disney Resort celebrated the structure topping out of this e-ticket attraction in Shanghai Disneyland's eighth themed land, which is now Zootopia. The final steel roof deck of the structure was recently installed and leaders and representatives from the resort were joined by leaders from the Administrative Commission of Shanghai International Resort and Shanghai Shendi Group, who all signed the final roof deck before it was installed. As the newest theme land at Shanghai Disneyland, Zootopia will be the first ever land inspired by the film and will feature a major new attraction that blends Disney storytelling with state-of-the-art technology to bring the fan-favorite movie to life. The installation of the steel roof deck marked the structure topping out for the attraction, which will fully immerse guests in the mammalian Mammalian <laughs> metropolis. Of yeah. Uh, stay tuned for uh, more updates on this exciting new expansion as construction continues. To learn more about Shanghai Disney Resort, visit shanghaidisneyresort.com. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it's a land that a lot of people are looking forward yeah. to here in the States. I mean, I know for sure in Shanghai they're going to love it because that that is the one movie uh, that has had a lot of success over there mm. in, in Shanghai. Disney tried to push Star Wars and things like that over there, and they had yeah. not very good results, which yeah. they, you know. So this is like once they saw what this did in the box office, they they greenlit this project over there. Yeah, yeah, I could see them not being Star Wars fans. The more, yeah, because they didn't. I mean, they didn't grow up with it like we did. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because back in that day, it took a very long time for a movie to get from here to there. Yeah, you know, not For that sure. physically getting it there, but the idea that movie went overseas. Um, it was less of a global box office thing. All right, so Walt Disney World is, uh, you know, kind of curbing back on the social distancing on certain uh, select rides. Well, that's uh, the Yep, so they are gradually updating loading procedures for numerous rides, including Rock and Roller Coaster, uh, Expedition Everest, Slinky Dog, loading guests into... Uh, every empty seat uh, in every row. Oh, let's say this again. Loading guests into empty seats in every row previously used to uh, be the social distancing amid the continuing uh, pandemic. A change in the park's initial health and safety protocols upon its reopening in July. According to a rep from Disney, this is not a new phase of reopening, but an ongoing evolution of park practices. Uh, the choice was, according to Disney, made with the support of local health officials, and those uh, specific rides were selected for having high backs that create a physical divider between parties. Guests noticed this change and began posting it on the socials so that everybody could take a look. Uh, this change is in Disney Park Protocols. Uh, follows similarity to that of other nearby theme parks, including the Universal Thing, 
which have been loading both uh, Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket and uh, the Hulk Coaster to capacity since September. Prior to September, parties were seated in every other row. However, they are no longer separated uh, one row apart from each other. In addition, plexiglass barriers have been added to offer additional separation between guests in the waiting queues. Omni-mover attractions at Walt Disney World, such as the Haunted Mansion, Under the Sea, uh, the Seas of Nemo and Friend, all have been loading every buggy for a while. Initially, uh, initially after only seating guests in every other ride vehicle. I mean, they're naturally six feet apart. I don't see the big deal. And you're in that big clamshell, which, uh, anyway. Uh, Walt Disney guests uh, began a phased reopening in July after a four-month uh, long closure, or Disneyland going on 200 days. Uh, the parks are still operating under a limited capacity and increased cleaning sanitation. Guests visiting the Walt Disney World are still required to wear your face mask on rides and throughout the parks, except when actively eating or drinking in a designated relaxation station. Uh, you are subject to undergo a temperature check, uh, which we did for our dining. Uh, so whether it's in a park or a restaurant, uh, somebody is going to zap your forehead with an infrared beam. It hurts. It hurts so much. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's painless. I um, said to one woman, I said, I prefer mine rectally. She kind of looked at me like I was crazy. No comment, Tony. No comment. <laughs> um, I... See, to me, the problem with this is, is not so much uh, like the proximity during COVID is not obviously we've been all hearing about social distancing for so long that it's almost commonplace to expect it. But at the same time, I, I you know, I've seen the capacity increases at Universal Orlando. And, you know, at first in the first few months, I'm like, that's nuts, you know, because of everything we, we knew about the virus. Right. But nowadays you see that the virus is not as contagious necessarily, especially when you're not exposed for a very long time. Now, I. I honestly have other problems with coronavirus and Disney. Like, for example, when you pass the gates, you know, and you're supposed to be social distancing, people themselves don't tend to do social distancing until they get to the stickers and for the ride queues. Mm. So, like, it's more in the thoroughfares that you, you, you I experience some of the issues. Right. And then there's occasional rides like Millennium Falcon that you're like, that one you're stuck in a cab and you're touching things. Right. That one's a little sketchier. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. But I have but again, you where have we heard massive reports of people contracting coronavirus mm. inside the park? Yeah. If there yeah. are out there, YouTube and Twitter. So and Facebook did they because uh, I haven't seen any pictures of Millennium Falcon or really going out and look. But did they put plastic in between they each put plastic dividers on that on that attraction? Yeah. And now they're because they're from what I've heard, they're boarding every vehicle. Uh, every seat now because mm. of the dividers. Um, but if you choose to say that you don't want to, they'll they'll board you at your party into an individual mm. cabin. I would do that. If it were me, I would definitely do that. Not for the COVID, just for the sheer fact that I don't want to get on with grandma and grandpa that don't know how to operate any Not of the yeah. yeah. And I'm banging into everything. Yeah. <laughs> Which no, has I mean, happened. Which has happened to me. <laughs> Uh, if there were points for like, banging into things, we would have won. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, COVID is something that that some people are more comfortable with, you know, and depending on where you live in the country, too, because there's different policies in different states and things. So, yeah, you know, some people are going to have culture shock when they get to Florida and they see how everything's been 
practically open for months now. So right. uh, I think it's good for Disney to start continuing to up their business. But at the same time, they've got to realize that some people are going to be uncomfortable too. Right. Uh, so Disney has made a, an interesting move as it has mm-hmm. begun to sell its new cast member apartment complex in Flamingo Crossings. Sales are now underway at Walt Disney World's massive uh, cast member housing project at Flamingo Crossing. Featuring two to four bedroom apartments located just minutes from the theme parks, the Flamingo Crossings Village was originally intended to house members of the DCP Disney College program, which has remained suspended since COVID-19 shutdown in March of 2020. Which that was that was very hard times yeah. uh, to hear that. It now appears that Disney will instead offer the apartments exclusively to its existing cast members and operating participants. Uh, immediate move-ins are available along with short-term leases. Hmm. Does not mean they're cheap. <laughs> no. Uh, Flamingo Crossing Village provides cast members and operating participants with spacious two- and four-bedroom apartments at a range of rates co- conducive for various budgets. All apartments feature hardwood-style flooring, stainless steel appliances, a washer and dryer, a flat panel TV, and a free furniture package. So you can enjoy the expansive community center, including a 12,500-square-foot state-of-the-art fitness center, multi-purpose lounges, and indoor recreation with ping-pong, billiards, arcades, games, and more. You know, you can take a step outside to explore the resort-style swimming pools, basketball, sand volleyball courts, the great big courtyard space. Flamingo Crossings Village is how you want to live. You find out more about these Flamingo Crossings at their website. That's fcvapartments.com. Yeah. Listen, you're, you're going to need the four bedrooms because these are not cheap. No, <laughs> no. You're going to have to go find three uh, friends that you can live with because, um, yeah, these are these are not cheap. And they are only for cast members only. Yeah, at first that was my question because, like, when I first heard this news, I'm like, they're really going to rent it out to anyone? Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, it's definitely for just cast yeah. members, which yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I mean, Disney, I I always thought uh, they needed to up the game as far as what's, uh, what things they were going to offer the cast members, like to make their lives better. Yeah. Um, because you see Google and Facebook, they built these ginormous campuses, for lack of a better word, um, uh, just with, you know, games and billiards and things to like, to de-stress. And we know Disney right. cast members need nicer environments in general because yeah. a lot of these things were built in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, some of the older facilities they are stripping out, and turning into apartments. Uh, from what I heard, they're probably going to turn them over to a leasing management company. Would be my guess that they don't. Yeah, the old be, ones. Yeah, the old they don't want to be the uh, the landlords over there. I drove uh, by there. It's kind of weird to to see them just vacant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's very quiet over there. It's like dead silent. Exactly. It, like they're very weird. And out and all that. Yeah, normally there's buses, there's people walking, there's music, there's cars, there's people. Nothing. Dead silence. It's very awkward and weird. Um, The other thing, too, is, you know, when the college kids are in the program, uh, they have to pay for their housing. And uh, for some of them, you know, if they weren't working 40 hours, they really weren't putting any money back in their pocket. They were really just shelling it all out to their rent. Uh, and some, I, I know one of them um, that I had taken in my car uh, on an Uber ride uh, from the Norway Pavilion. She was saying that, like, her parents uh, sent her money for food because what she makes is barely enough to pay her rent, <laughs> you know. And then she had, like, no money left over to go buy food. 
and her parents had to you know send her money every month to cover her food bill so i don't yeah that's definitely the the untold story about it i mean it's been told been told a lot more lately to be honest but yeah yeah i mean it's a struggle yeah i mean it, a lot it, of people yeah if you if you're gonna pay them at least at least make the the housing uh livable especially in the old places like vista and chatham that are you know 800 bazillion years old what do you care if you're giving it away yeah you've had to have made your money on that building <laughs> you know anyway it's just my soapbox <laughs> uh hey if you have not go check us out on t public we have a bunch of masks and shirts and phone cases sure. and mugs and things like that uh with a lot of our shirt designs and things like that uh you can go check it out at disneyparkspodcast.com forward slash t public uh and that is where you can go uh, check out all our merch uh over there all right Raphael, you ready for uh some headline news definitely and how about some headline news and now, the headline news. I should speak in that voice now. <laughs> the headline uh, news. So the paddock pool at Saratoga, uh, the slide is scheduled for win its winter refurbishment. Yeah, uh, if you don't know what the paddock pool is, that's the one at Saratoga. <laughs> I'm going to have a contest because all the pools have names. I have a name. That's awesome. We're gonna have like a con- we're gonna have a contest where I'm gonna give you the name of the pool and you're gonna have to tell me the resort. The only problem is they're all very Googleable, <laughs> so I don't know how we can uh, stop the cheaters. <laughs> but what do you I- think of the of the pool design at uh, Boardwalk? I think it's great. Yeah. yeah, anything that gets rid of the clown is better than yeah. the clown. I can't say that I hated the clown, but it was time for the clown to go. <laughs> <laughs> all right go ahead what's next oh you want me to do, yeah, want me to do the next yeah, keep going. Uh, Dep- department of defense warrior games coming to disney world so that is interesting to me and I, I i really don't know about exactly what department of defense warrior games is do you know i don't know but is this going to be like you know war games global nuclear thermal destruction <laughs> that's what it sounds like but no i'm assuming it's like a, a skills challenge but that's pretty yeah, yeah. pretty neat yeah, I think it's kind of like the uh, Invicta games, you know, that uh, Prince Harry uh, does. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I think it's just the same kind of uh, thing like that. But I am sure that ESPN will be on a sphincter oh, lockdown. For sure, for sure. You won't be able to get near ESPN under any circumstance. <laughs> you know. They'll have a helicopter flying around. Oh, gotcha's. Yeah. <laughs> If you thought it was hard to get into a resort with a sheriff, wait until the games come to town. Well, I remember driving here even when the NBA was in town, mm-hmm. and it was it was different in yeah, Walt Disney. There was a sheriff at every uh, hotel. Yeah. yeah. So Disney Springs is returning to its pre-holiday hours. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's nice to have the extended hours, of course. Yeah. But times have changed. Time to cut back so we can make some money. Exactly. Disney appears to confirm that Cirque du Soleil's Drawn to Life will debut at Disney Springs in 2021. I am excited for that. I know they were selling tickets. 
Uh, and I don't know if anybody bought a ticket and then had to get a refund on it. Let me know. I'm interested because I know they had dates for March and April that they were selling yeah. for. So I'd thing. be interested to see if those tickets are still valid or if they asked uh, or gave you a refund and asked you to pick a new date. So That's uh, maybe I'll have to go to their website and check it out, too. So. So. Very interestingly, magic bands are no longer provided complimentary. They're not complimentary with Disney Resort hotel stays. Listen, we all have a drawer full of them at this point. Yeah, it's just pointless. I mean, I mean, uh, you had to stop at some point, right? And the and the app is replacing the magic band. I mean, at the end of the day, exactly. Yep. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. I think the Magic Band uh, devices is going to go away. I think the technology stays around in other forms and continues to grow. It's called your phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. New outdoor bar coming to Splitsville at Disney Springs. All right. Have you seen pictures of this? No, I did not. I didn't even know. This is the news to me. Okay. So when you get uh, off the orange gal- garage where the pop store used it. to be, <laughs> so they're building the donut shop. In that old pop right store. across, yeah. And then on the, the other side, uh, is they, have they have this whole wall up where they're building uh, an outdoor uh, dining area there. But That's the genius. question is, it? I, I mean, there are four lanes right there. I mean, do you want to sit and annoy people? You know, while you have cocktails and appetizers outside. I mean that restaurant when they built it they 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 were they were really good about spacing the areas apart so hopefully they'll have like a double sided bar concept or something that mm. that allows you to sit outside but not interfere with the people yeah. playing. I don't yeah I but I hear I, you. M- m- I listen I love Splitsville I go there all the time you know I think the food is good for the price at Disney Springs uh, I I like the wait staff I like the managers there. Uh, but uh, I just don't. I don't think they needed the extra space. I really don't. But oh, uh, the, the, I mean, pre-pandemic I don't, I don't maybe. The pandemic. I don't know. Like bowling is not the first thing I would think of doing right now. Yeah. And look, Jen just yeah. <laughs> vets an active duty. Mm. He was an R for Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. So I think because of the pandemic, you know, with bowling is probably not the first thing on everybody's mind. So they're probably looking for food and drink sales mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. more but i think also it's just maybe it was even a, a request from disney uh because they're trying to get people to come through that entry point and have it be like some more liveliness there I it's think my main entry point that's normally how i go to disney springs because i'm usually going to yeah, a movie, movie right? or his splitsville or the wolfgang or something i mean that is my my go-to entrance i like that entrance because it, i it's like usually that less crowded but I and I think that's I think that's what they're going for is they're trying to make that a little bit more crowded now, yeah. because I think I mean that that thoroughfare was kind of underused with that art store that was there, and now with the donut shop, it's going to get more popular. Mm-hmm. And with this uh, the little bar outside in Splitsville, you know how packed it gets. Yeah, yeah, it does. It it gets big, and they did lose their other outdoor space upstairs when they enclosed that. That's true. So. Uh, but I think that was a great move because that's usually the first place that they fill up now. You know, that's, that's you know, when you say, I want to, you know, all right, up here. Yeah, go up there. Because it's a, it's a, it's a great view, um, mm-hmm. you know, of Disney Springs. I used to take photos there all the time because it was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, 
So we also have Blizzard Beach becoming the first Disney water park to reopen since the pandemic. It will reopen in March of 2021. This one was a shock to me. Like I, I could not believe that Universal had Volcano Bay open mm. uh, so for so long without Disney opening its water parks. Right. But I, I guess it, you know, either they didn't think that the man was going to be there or mm. just cost cutting, or maybe even because of the pandemic, they just were felt that that what everybody else was doing was still a little too risky to do. Yeah. I I would have to say probably running a water park is probably pretty expensive. I mean, for you sure. have all of those pumps running for hours and hours and hours. You have all of the lifeguards, uh, which is a human factor. You know, um, you know, running the the uh, you know all the stores, the shops, the restaurants, the food. You know, and would people be going? I mean, do you keep everything open or do you shut some things down? Just yeah, I I just yeah, thought I mean, that it was kind of. Was pretty popular during the pandemic because it was like one of these places that that didn't have a mask requirement. Believe it or not, like yeah. you, you had to kind of wear it sometimes, but not very yeah. much at all. Yeah. Um, I'm so surprised was, somebody uh, didn't come up with a water mask. That's true. <laughs> Some snorkel, uh, snorkel, whatever. But um, what I do, I, I agree with you. I think for Disney, the water parks are more like an amenity almost. Yeah. And to try to try to get you to get the park hopper pass and to get the higher end uh, tiers of passes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's all we have. Uh, you know, come visit us over at uh, Disney parks, podcast.com. Uh, that's where you can find, uh, you know, all our good stuff. Uh, come visit us over there. If you want to visit us on our social, on Facebook, YouTube, and Insta, we are at Disney Parks Podcast. And on Twitter, we are at Disney Podcaster. And that's it. Uh, as we'd like to say around here, if we don't uh, see you online, we'll see you in the parks. The Disney Parks Podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. All Disney Parks, attractions, lands, shows, event names, etc. are registered trademarks of the Walt Disney Company. (laughs) 